Famcast Media. Bitch. Welcome to the SM Podcast. Scribble and Mad Max. Not my bad, keep my circle tight Spitting up that verbal light To shed upon the vagabond Who's searching for some more to life Black. Now approaches the wandering Jew I'm taking some bumps and lacing some blunts And I'm just smoking this sauntering Here we go! go. go. Yeah. Back up in the house once again In your fucking faces Well, the sides of your faces It is S&M Underground You know who I am but I'm going to tell you anyway in case you knew it's Mad Max. Because actually, in that case, you don't know who I am. And, of course, with me is Scribble, as always. Yup, yup. And, uh, yeah, here to uh, rock your fucking ear holes once again with some uh, with some entertainment. Yes, and uh, today we're doing our top five horror movies, which I got to tell you, man, it was, it was fucking, to, to, to break it down to five was incredibly difficult. I got to be honest with you, I did not find it, so put it to you like this, I did my five as what was the most of, like, they affected me the most, but, because there's so many horror movies out there that are good. Because horror is one of these, like, I was talking about this the other day. Horror is a prolific genre. Like, there's not a lot, you know, there's a certain amount of, like, movies that get made, whatever. But for whatever reason, there's always been just this crazy surplus of horror movies. And I think part of the reason for that actually might be because... Horror is like very effects heavy and people that do effects are the kinds of people that are like willing to go the extra mile and shit to to record or not to record. That's what we do. But to like, you know, just do this shit. And so I, I, there is a lot of horror out there, but I just I really I broke it down to the five that I know affected me the most as far as my sensibility of horror movies goes. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I, I um, Basically, the way I went about it is I picked the movies that I've gone to, that I've gone back to the most. So... Okay. So so whether... Fair enough. So, so that might, you know, again, like like our comedy list, it might be like, well, what? You know what I mean? But it's the, it's the movies. A lot of them are... The, uh, well, the first two that we're going to talk about on my list are two that... I don't think would most people would consider a classic horror movie. Uh, it's definitely horror, but it's maybe like a little less known. You know what I mean? I definitely don't have Friday the Thirteenth or Freddy or any of those kind of things on my list. Well, that's funny because I do have two of the. I have both of those, but I have specific ones of them, and also for me, for whatever reason having found those movies when I was young, because one of my, no bullshit, earliest memories, and I think that it was Jason 2, but one of the earliest memories I have of being a child living in my house in New Jersey was watching Jason, and I might have even, like, turned it on midway through. I don't even remember if I started it at the fucking beginning, but I just remember it being dark as shit in the whole house, and then fucking just the TV is on, and then Jason jumped out of the fucking water, and holy shit, I like, 
I don't know if I had nightmares necessarily, but there's no way that that shit didn't have a fucking effect on me. Like I was definitely, I was definitely traumatized by Jason and I don't know which one it was. Um, but I remember being very young, six or seven. And again, just like you, I don't remember if I put the movie on, uh, I feel like someone was already watching it and they just left it on and I just sat down to keep watching it. But basically it scarred me for life because the scene that I remember is one of these college kids going into his cabin and laying down on his bed and from underneath a hand pops up on his mouth to, to silence the screaming and then a knife goes up from the back of the neck under the bed through the front of the neck. And that okay, scene, uh, that sounds like it could have been three or four, maybe. That scene made me not sleep on my back for like years. <laughs> no, hey, fair enough, man. That's like definitely what happens with some of these things. But no, it's actually interesting. the The one that I picked is probably not the best one, but it is the one that I remember watching a ton when I was a kid. And then when I went back to it as I got older, I remember thinking, wow, the acting in this shit is so bad. But, and you know, the funny thing too is that, um, I like, you know what? I might even have to change it just because I'm realizing in, cause the, the, the Jason movie that I picked, I couldn't even tell you what the kills actually are. I just remember the story so specifically. And I remember a lot of the other, like some of the stuff that happened, but I just, it was like, that was the one that I watched the most, but I like, it really is just Jason overall, I guess. But the other part about this, by the way, cause I know I'm just fucking rambling here is that the other movies that I have picked on the list are like two of them anyway, are like unconventional horror movies at the very least. So, you know, I am kind of throwing it around a little, but that's the other thing between independent horror and extreme horror like there's so much and especially that was why i was talking about if you wanted to talk new horror or old horror because like new horror is movies like vhs or fucking like midsummer to an extent like that one and then like you know uh the witch which i fucking love that movie a ton of other people don't but i think it's fucking fantastic but have you seen that one the witch Yes. No, I don't think so. Fair enough. It's the movie, it's polarizing as a horror movie. People either love it or they fucking hate it. Like, it's either really good or it's the worst horror movie they've ever seen. Right. Well, that's how a lot of horror movies are. (laughs) Eh, Well, no, that's fair. But see, I understand why people wouldn't like it. But put it to you like this. You know the idea of like, you know, like in in Massachusetts, there's a city, Salem. Witch city, right? Right. So the idea of like a witch, like that idea of a witch, like with a wart, with a cauldron, flying on a broomstick, that whole idea. Yeah. The witch is basically like a like a scary version of that. Like the idea of what if in the 1600s or fucking whenever there was a witch in the woods, and so forth, so on. And I honestly thought it was really good, but it was also based on the acting and just the. Uh, it was pretty crazy, but one way or another. Did you ever see Van Helsing? Uh, the one with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Would you? I don't know. Wouldn't you kind of more call that ac- 
action horror. That's what, like, you know, I was going to put it on my list, but I that's why I didn't. Because I wasn't totally sure what you would categorize. Just because that. it uses horror elements, I don't think that... Because it's, it's like... It's, I looked it up and it's considered action horror. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Uh, I mean, listen, dude. But... I'm one of the... I'm probably of a very slim minority that doesn't think a movie like, let's say, Bram Stoker's Dracula is necessarily yeah. horror. It's more like thrilling drama. But it's not yeah. like, you know, they're, just because there's vampires in it, you know what I mean? It didn't really... Yeah, cause, that's true. Cause, and by the way, I love that fucking movie. Let's just get that right out there. Oh, yeah. I love bro. that it's fucking a, movie. It's, it's but classic. It was so me. much... It was so artistic and so over the top. I You want to know what? I have to give another fucking um, honorable mention because this just made me think of it. But th that movie, it seemed like... The horror was, it, it was more about the dramatic performance. That was kind of how I felt. But no, what I was yeah. thinking for one of my uh, honorable mentions, because I hadn't thought of it until just now, but I actually have watched this movie so many times, was uh, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez and Vincent D'Onofrio. You ever seen that shit? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Oh that, my no. God, bro. It's not only is it a really crazy, compelling serial killer story, but it's also like, you know, again, the, the premise basically is they go inside this guy's mind to try to find, you know, whatever. And it's just, first of all, the way that it was executed, the way that he was doing the shit that he was doing and just, oh my God. But it was so artistically done where like... Vince Vaughn was in it fucking too. Like, the just the visuals were insane. And it was so yeah. like the effects were crazy. It was kind of like that um House on Haunted Hill remake where like they start like twitching and doing all kinds of weird unnatural mo Ooh, uh, movements. Oh man, I forgot that one. That should that should be in my honorable mentions. And, well, and you want to know Hill what? The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes remake. I forgot that no, one. No, you want to know what? I agree. The uh, The Hills Have Eyes unrated version. I remember seeing that shit right around when it Woo! came out. And oh yeah, are you kidding me? He's fucking sucking her titty while he's got a fucking gun on her baby, <laughs> and then he fucking kills her. She dies. That 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 Woo! was one of the, that that was such a good remake that I'm like, you know what? If you're if you can remake a movie and make it even more terrifying, do it. No, I know, right? But and you want to know what? So here's a funny thing though, because I personally like put it to you like this: I love The Devil's Rejects. It's an amazing movie. I really do enjoy it. For all of its quirks and all of its misgivings or whatever, I love The Devil's Rejects. I really do enjoy that movie. But I don't know if I would qualify it as a horror movie. However, House of a Thousand Corpses is a thousand percent a horror movie. And I do like that movie as well. But I wouldn't put it on my list just because it wasn't... By the time I found it, I was already so gang deep in horror that it was like... It wasn't anything. Per it was special. I'm I'm lying if I say that it's it really not true. House of a Thousand Corpses. I you know that's a weird movie for me because I'm all in in the beginning and then by the end I'm just like, what have you done? <laughs> I liked Doctor Satan well, and but, I, I, I liked, but it just it, it, it became so it's so Texas Chainsaw Massacre that it's like it's almost not an original story. 
I mean, to a certain extent, I guess, but they also... That was kind of one of the cool things about Devil's Rejects, where they flesh out all the different names and shit, where, like, Firefly family all comes from Groucho Marx movies and shit. Like, right, yeah. I I, and, like, put it to you like this. I remember when the Devil's Rejects came out, there was, like, a website, like, you know, this whole thing, and you had to be 18 years old or older to go on to The Unholy Two, the Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page. Like, yeah. they tried to build, like, lore of those characters... And they were in the movie for all the fucking 45 seconds, generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you hired the unholy too. Like, where the fuck did they, like, did they show up and, I put it to you like this, it's actually sad, but I, the, the reviews on Three From Hell were so mixed for me. Oh my God, dude. That I, that I almost don't want to watch it because I don't want to ruin how much I love The Devil's Rejects. You know... I'd advise you not to watch it. Yeah, and you want to know why? Because I'll tell you this. The whole idea, I literally remember him saying it to some extent. And this is why people need to fucking just, like, get off of people's backs. If they want to be creative, let them do what they want to do. Look, Think about the fucking end of the movie. They got shot the fuck uh, Well, up. that's the most uh, that's the most unbelievable part that you would even have a part three is that we just got to see these see these dudes get fucking shot to holy hell and then they're back they're okay. Yeah, really, and then like no scars, <laughs> no fucking. Well, also, remember Rob Zombie? Fucking, he done fucking thirty one and the witch movie. Oh, bro, no, terrible. listen, let me fucking tell you something. I was down Cape for my birthday, and I had been hearing about that movie for so long that I was like, fuck that, I need to see it. And the only place that was showing it was the movie theater on Fenway in Boston. So I go with my now ex, and it was fucking just like... Are you talking about the witch one he did? No, I'm talking about 31. 31, okay. I'm talking, oh my fucking God, that movie was so bad. So fucking bad. And, yeah. like, the worst part about it for me, it was, ironically enough, not Sherry Moon Zombie yelling, Mi loco en la cabeza. Like, she actually said that shit. I swear to God, she said, loco en la cabeza. Are you oh, fucking know, serious? Fucking horrendous. Who let you, who let you fucking do that? Everyone in that movie, every, you could tell that was just, I. you know what, I, my last movie bombed. So fucking hard that I gotta bring back these fucking, you know, these kind of characters. It was also, well, no, and here's the other thing. Sid Haig, rest in peace. I think that was part of it that they came up with this concept and then it was like, it was going to be a send off for him kind of, because I'm pretty sure it was the last movie he ever did. So. Oh, the three from hell? Yeah. And so. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about why he did. Before he even did Three from Hell, because... Well, so I actually haven't seen Lords of Salem either. I've heard... Lords of Salem, here's the thing. So, I, <laughs> this is a horrible uh, first date. <laughs> I took a girl I took a girl to see Lords of Salem, and we were the only two in the theater, so that was a cool thing. But <laughs> it was so fucking bad and so fucking boring. I would, You know, 
I can say the only thing I like about that, the Lords of Salem, is the cinematography. And and I'm not even like a cinematography guy. Right, But right, it's something, right. it was so beautiful the way everything was shot. And I can dig it. Looked. I feel what you're saying. Everything looked amazing. The, the fucking outfits, the the way the witches looked, you know what I mean? Like, everything was perfect, except the story was so ass and so drawn out and so contrived that it fucking ruined the movie. But as far as the way things are shot, that was the first time I was like, wow, look at how the camera moves right here and the fucking colors. And nah, you know who so makes... That's all I can really give that. You know who makes real good movies like that is Robert Eggers? I don't know if... Because he did The Witch. I don't know if you would call The Lighthouse a horror movie, but... That have you seen it? Yeah, that was a hell of a movie. I will say that. Yeah, what? What? Would that be a horror movie though? See, that's kind of what I mean. It was crazy and it was like kind of psychotic, but it wasn't. It was yeah. It, it was, was just. Like it was like thrillery? it was like fucking cabin fever type shit. You know what I mean? Like literal cabin fever, not Eli Roth's cabin fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you consider it a thriller? Yeah, yeah. A psychological psychological thriller. thriller, psychological drama. I think that yeah. sounds about right. Okay, well, look, uh, we got a review, so let's do this review real quick, and yeah. then we'll get into our uh, our list. And um, this is actually a review on Instagram. This guy said uh, his name is Eyes of the Insane. That's a sick name. Okay. Um. And he said, here's my review. He sent this to us today, actually. He said, I listen on Spotify, but I will download Apple Podcasts and leave a proper review in the near future. So shout out, Andrew. Word. Please do that. That'd be awesome. Um, he says, SNM has become my new favorite podcast. Scribble and Mad Max have an undeniable chemistry and talk about everything I love. Underground rap, metal, and comedy. The Top 10 Comedians episode being my favorite particularly... But you guys forgot Chris Tucker. See, but, uh, me and Max were talking after after we dropped that episode or after we did the episode, and there were so many. Yeah, no, comedians are like, even doing a top 10 is just like, it's not even it's so enough, because you could do a top 10 for every era of comedy. Even And even that would be difficult to do. Especially if you were being honest and you look at, like, there's a lot of comedians out there that are fucking hilarious that are killers on the road, but they're not famous. Right. Like, they've made a, they've made a living, like, go, like, touring around the country, maybe in the world even, doing comedy, but not that many people know who they are. Not everybody gets to be Gabriel Iglesias, you know what I mean? Who I do find very funny. I do like his shit. That's another one. I mean, that's another one. Exactly. You know? Like, he's hilarious. So, so, so yeah, no, yeah, we're uh, going to... I agree. Chris, Chris Tucker is definitely a Chris Tucker was funny. Just not... It, honestly, no. You want to know who I would say in place of that, whether or not I agreed with that one, is Eddie Griffin. Yeah, Eddie Griffin's fucking hilarious. Um, so... He says, uh, you guys forgot Chris Tucker. Love that Scribble had the balls to put Cable Guy so high. <laughs> That's uh, the good Great shit. show. He says, great show, great banter, five out of five. So shout out to Eyes of the Insane, a.k.a. Andrew on Instagram. Big props for that. And if y'all are listening and you want to leave a review and you want it read on the podcast, drop that shit and we'll read it. Yeah. No, I mean, we've been said that shit. If you want to... 
get us to say words, whatever the fuck they are. It doesn't even actually have to technically be a review of the show. You can just leave it as a review. But no, you you can't send that as a message or a comment, though. It has to actually be a review on fucking Apple Podcast because it has to be fucking... And it has to be a five-star if it's not going to be a fucking actual review. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just, just going to get me to say some shit, then it's got to be worthwhile for the fucking algorithm. Yeah, if you want to treat me like a puppet and have your fucking hand up my ass, exactly, you, it, it better be worth it. You know, exactly. <laughs> All right, so 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 before we get before we get into our top five, you just want to r- run down your honorable mentions, and I'll run down mine. Well, so I already said the one, and then I, you know, the other one that I had up there, it's just because I a hundred percent do consider this a horror movie because of the over the top violence, because of the insane story. And because of the, like, kind of B acting and just, you know, and if you know the movie, I think you'll probably agree with me, is uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes, it's that, I love that movie. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. It was gonna be, I was, I almost made it my number two, but then I remembered my actual number two, and... I was like, fuck, I guess I'm just going to have to take it out entirely because it's either it's either my number two or it's just another one of the amazing movies that's out there. And, oh my God, just Hobo with a shotgun. He had portable gallows. The fucking, I can't remember the names of the two guys, but they fucking tied ropes around dudes' necks and then shot fucking yeah. spikes into the ceiling. That was crazy. Yeah, she fucking, her arm was shaved down to the bone and then she stuck the bone in a fucking manhole cover to pull it off. Oh my God, that was... <laughs> Dude, holy shit! If you if you if if you hear if you're the type of person who hears the title "Hobo with a Shotgun" and you think, "Oh, I don't want to watch that," you are not my kind of person. No, for sure. My thing is, I don't <laughs> I don't seek out that kind of horror as much anymore. Like, here's a perfect example: I have infinite amounts of love for the All Hallows Eve and Terrifier franchises. Still yeah. have not seen one of those movies yet. Yeah, me neither. Wow! All right, good. So it's not just me. Thank God. No. I, and no, 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 and the no, funny no. thing is, I also, by the way, I've referenced him in like three different songs, but it's yeah. just because he's become such a ubiquitous killer, and I've seen clips of his kills on YouTube and shit, and I feel like, do I really need to watch the movie and understand the story? Do I need to care about that to fucking look at the, the creepy guy that's like ripping people apart right. and shit? And the Terrifier thing is like, look, man, I'll eventually watch the two Terrifier movies, but, you know, I mean, come on. They're okay, I guess. Like, of what people have told me, like, Terrifier 2 was, uh, just came out, what, this last year? Not that long ago, I don't believe. It had people going fucking crazy. Oh, wait, no, yeah, I think that actually might have been Terrifier 3 now that I think about it. Yeah, it's two or three or four. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to it eventually, and and maybe it is good, but it just sounds like a gore fest, which is which I like, you know. But I'll have to get to those eventually. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, do you do you have any more honorable mentions? And I'm sure you're you'll come up with some more as we get. Into I, you know, it depends you know, as we forgot. go through it. If I have more that I think of, I'll yeah. bring up. Oh no, you know what? I take it back. There's one more honorable mention that definitely does, because this movie is one of the few movies that ever genuinely fucking freaked me out, and that was Event Horizon. Event Horizon is fucking fantastic. 
That you know, is... I've never seen Event Horizon. Uh, see, I don't know if you being older now, it would be less crazy. Because the part yeah. of the movie that's really fucked up to me, because the whole movie is crazy, but there's this one scene at the very end where this fucking, like, like this video gets unscrambled and they see what's actually been happening. Honestly, that you can look up. Just look it up on YouTube. Go to Event Horizon End... Uh, or like a video transmission and okay. it's pretty fucked up and the whole idea of the movie is basically like they found hell in space and it was just okay. like, like like biblical hell more or less and it was I'm telling you the it was the, the idea the whole movie itself was pretty freaky and tense but that one scene was fucked up enough for it to be like whoa like, I don't know, I just... Oh, man. It just stuck with you. Oh, it yeah, for sure. Forever, huh? And, oh, a thousand okay, percent. Okay, so, so, so my honorable mentions, I'm just going to roll through them because I got a few here. Uh, this is actually a movie that uh, my landlord couldn't believe I just saw two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> World War Z with Brad Pitt. Okay, I see. That's another one where I would almost hesitate to call it a horror movie. Yeah, see, I would too. And again, it's that's why it's on my honorable mentions. Right. I loved it, it so was much. Good. I could almost no, it like it was the... so good. And, and George Romero or one of those dudes came out talking so much shit. Zombies aren't supposed to be fast, and da da da. It's like, yo, fuck that, bro. Okay, well, so These, interesting story. That's what. That's what. That's what made it like to me. That's what made it like pretty fucking scary. Is like these fucking zombies were hella fast and intellect, like not intellectual, but they were smart. You know well, what I mean? So they knew here's what the, the problem: fuck they were doing. is that with George Romero, and especially if you watch any of the other movies that he's made further into his career, which was like Land of the Dead, and then there was another one where it was like Return of the Living Dead. There was like a Pride and Prejudice of the Dead type shit, where it was like some kind of fucking Americana down south. Like I just remember there was a fucking dead girl riding a horse. That's all I remember. But, uh. well, because the whole idea, by the way, of Land of the Dead was that zombies were able to learn. And they were able to, like, they learned how to use a gun. And that was, like, yeah. this whole thing. But the thing about zombies was always supposed to be that, like, it's supposed to be a metaphor for, like, people are, like, the, like, the scariest thing in the world. Other people. And the idea yeah. that instead of just having to deal with their nonsense and bullshit and them being a fucking thorn in your side in your life, or maybe even fucking, you know, taking your money, fucking your life up somehow. No, they're just going to run you down and pull your body apart and eat it, because fuck it. Just take it all. <laughs> and it's like, it's, again, it's meant to be this, like, metaphor that is... Yeah, 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 fuck all that. I want a goddamn zombie-eating brains, bro. That's all I give a fuck about. Yeah, no, like, I like. American kiss my ass. World War Z was fucking amazing. No, I thought World War Z was really good, personally. Um, my next honorable mention, <laughs> and I got you know this, you're gonna laugh at this. This is a movie that I saw when I was like seven, and this is the first time I saw Ice T. Ice T in a horror movie. Can you put it together? What it is? It's a franchise. He was in the, I believe it's the second or third one. It's a franchise from the 90s, really big in the 90s. I am actually, I, I am disappointed in myself that I'm not the, sure. The Leprechaun. Oh, wait, he was in that? 
He was in Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh shit! I fucking I don't know that I may have seen that movie, and if I did, it was so long ago. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so fucking retarded that I love it. You know, it's one of those movies. And it's not really a horror movie, you know? I don't even know if you can consider Chucky or Leprechaun, like, real Oh, no, listen, you want to know what? My thing is that I love Child's Play, the original Child's Play. I really, really do love that movie. But it's just, like, fucking... I like Bride of Chucky, too. Uh, Bride of Chucky was good. That one was more campy, but yeah, fucking the original, like, people don't really think about it, but the original Child's Play really mm-hmm. was a very clever and scary movie because the idea of Andy, people don't really, I, I mean, whether or not they actually think of it, Andy was a really little kid in that movie. And the idea yeah. that all these weird questionable things are happening around him and he just keeps saying it's the doll it's the doll that's who's doing this and then eventually like it you find out that it is like that's what i mean the fact that that chucky ended up taking on this life of its own and this whole storyline instead of it ending at that one movie was that's just proof of how crazy things can be when you decide you want to be creative but that movie itself was such a like Again, I really think that's a clever idea of like, you know, like, what do you mean it's just, it's the doll? And then like, I don't know. I do think that it was a very good one. No, I'm with you. I I love uh, Child's Play. Although, and you want to know what? It's actually funny because Child's Play 3 was definitely one of the movies I watched a ton when I was a kid. I used to watch that one all the fucking time. So the next one on my honorable mentions is a Harrison Ford movie from the late 90s. It's called What Lies Beneath. I've heard of that, but I can't remember what it actually and is about. I have I have not watched this movie since I was ten years old. That's why it's on my honorable mentions. But I used to watch it all the time, and it would creep the fuck out of me. All I really remember is his wife died. He's hearing like noises in the house, and at one point he goes to the back. Of, he goes to the backyard, and there's a body floating in the lake. That's all I remember about the movie. But I remember as a kid, I watched it so much. It'd be interesting to watch now as an adult and see how fucking, if it holds up, you know? But uh, that's what what's lies what lies beneath. And then, um, let me just run through my other four <laughs> honorable mentions. I got Mirrors from 2008. Um, I got The Grudge. I got From Dust Till Dawn and The Exorcist. Hold on, what did you say after The Grudge? Uh, from dusk till dawn. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's fair. That is definitely a uh, definitely a solid horror movie, right? Yeah, I did. I the crazy thing about from dusk till dawn is I had no idea what the movie was about or anything when I watched it, and so so I put it on, and you think it's just like oh, it's like a cool western kind of movie, and then it turns into a vampire flick. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's no, a, it definitely know, so good. Oh yeah, for sure. I just remember the start of it with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino in the motel. Like, yeah, that was how you knew it was some wild shit. But <laughs> fucking and the Grudge. The Grudge is a movie that doesn't hold up to me. Yeah, uh, but at the that was kind of like time, the Ring. I never really got super into those. Like I watched them, but fucking. The ring that that the girl in the ring and that that wetness and that that became like the archetype for a lot of horror movies after that. Well, you know no, I mean? that is that true. Fucking... Well, because it got so popular for whatever reason that it just 
Which, you know, again, I don't know if you ever saw the original uh, from Japan, but... Um, no, I haven't. I've heard about it, though. But, no, nah, and you want to know what? My thing is that a lot of the movies that I've seen where, like, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance or Old Boy, I don't know that you would call those horror movies, but there's some pretty horrific shit that happens in them. Like, a fucking... Sympathy for Lady Vengeance has one of the most fucked up scenes in cinematic history, as far as I'm concerned. I never even I never heard of that movie. It's it, it's pretty crazy. It's the the whole story is like it's a whole fucking thing. Honestly, I'd be doing a disservice if I tried to fucking explain it. You just have to watch it. But no, it's um, and then X. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, I was I I was just probably gonna go off on a tangent. No, you were actually given a fucking few more names. I didn't have that many honorable mentions. Um. And, well, my final honorable mention was The Exorcist. And look, people would be like, what the fuck? That should be definitely number one or whatever. But this is my list, so suck it. Uh, but I will say, man, Exorcist, my dad let me watch that when I was seven years old. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holy shit. And then, and then to top it off, after I watched the movie, he made me go take a shower. So I was fucking Get the fuck totally out of here. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah dude. yeah, dude. I just remember being terrified to like wash my hair because I'd have to close my eyes, then just like open it and see that fucking possessed bitch crawling on the ceiling or something. I'll, I'll never forget that. Man. Oh my lord. So No, dude, I remember I saw the version where she was fucking herself with a crucifix, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. It's fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's just crazy so let's do this man let's get into our uh, top five you want to go first yeah you know i'll go first and again this one is definitely going to be you may or may not have heard of this but the the movie i chose for my number five is called mortem august underground's mortem now are you familiar with august underground no all right well so august underground is this series and I actually ended up, I was friends with the guy on Facebook, or at least I requested him. I, I saw something, but, um, so these movies are like hyper violent and they're like found footage movies. So like okay. the idea, like, so I remember I have never actually seen it from the beginning, but I was at a friend's house recording many years ago. I woke up to him watching this movie. And the scene that I woke up to was the dude cutting a hole into a chick's stomach, assumably this girl was dead, and then fucking the hole, the wound that he just cut oh into my her. God. Like you could see his dick. <laughs> like it was not no fucking like whatever prosthetics they used to do that, they did that. And then yeah. I remember reading a fucking blurb about it. Like, there's another part where they go to a place and they find a body that's all, like, fucked up and maggoty. I think that there's, like... It's a crew of people that are, like, in metal bands or, like, or whatever the fuck it is. And they're also, you know, like, murderers and shit. And the one thing that I remember... And I've seen a picture of the doll in the bathtub. But there's a picture of, I assume it's a little girl... And I say that because the next, the line from the fucking movie was this dude is literally fucking this dead child in the ass. And then a girl is on alongside him. And then he says, she says, now you never have to grow up. Like, 
Oh my god, bro. Dude. Ugh. No, you wanted. Let me. I'll do you fucking one better. Is. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I haven't actually put. No, but listen, put it to you like this. They, they I want to buy this t shirt because it's the most offensive fucking thing in the world. But so there's okay. another movie that August Underground. From August Underground called Penance. Now I haven't seen that one. But the t shirt that I saw is a little like stick figure drawing, like a little child wrote it. And it's a fucking Christmas tree. And then it's, it says, my mommy got raped here. Oh my God. Yeah, I haven't watched that movie, but I bet it's fucking horrifying. And that's kind rock of what I'm saying next, is uh, that- rock, rock that in the next Mad Max video. Well, but so that's kind of the thing is that for me- <laughs> Get banned. Well, but this is, I already, it already happened once. Fucking, the, I, if I was ever going to do horror in that sense that's the kind that i would want to make although i yeah. did come up with or me technically me my mother and the homeboy uh, derek reverend television the other day um he fucking with this idea for like uh i feel like no one's ever done a, a really good horror movie about like courtroom shit aside from maybe the devil's advocate which is a good movie but fucking it was that's what I would want to do. I would want to do just ridiculously vile, horrible shit that is extreme. That's like upsetting and objectionable to have to watch because <laughs> yeah, because that exists. There's like, bro, I remember seeing this some years ago, and I mean, I saw something the other day that kind of fucked me up. There was a video of an incident I heard about some years ago, but fucking like, I'll never watch. A Serbian film. I've heard about Not it. Me neither. I've heard it's real fucked up. I've heard certain parts about it specifically, and I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. I don't really, I'm not interested in watching that. And I think that it's a, you know, like, if you're anything like me from when I was young, you know, when we were younger and had the internet, I've seen a pretty good cross section of fucking, like, cartel videos and Iraqi beheadings and gunshot suicides and all kinds of shit on the internet so like and that's one of the reasons why i don't really fuck with well, horror I, like that i think the most i think the most i think the most horrifying thing on the internet was two girls one cup <laughs> ah, you know what that one was pretty bad somebody got me with that once they were like oh check it out it was literally it's too bad he didn't set up the camera to do a reaction video because it was like the same as in the fucking family guy episode like oh wow okay they're, they're kind of cute like whatever ah ah what the fuck that's exactly what it was <laughs> oh my lord yeah which i don't ugh, man no thanks yeah that's, well and what's the what, what's the the human centipede that was one no you want to know what like not the even the human vile... centipede the human centipede 2 the human centipede 2 was the worst one the first There's one was just two? a crazy concept <laughs> where what the fuck is this? And then the second movie was some creepy motherfucker jerking off with sandpaper that decided to fucking recreate it in a basement somewhere. Like, that to Ugh. me, that man was born to play that fucking role as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, I'm sure he would be There was no that. other role he was supposed to play other than that guy fucking right there. But so, that to me, that movie represents, in the grander scheme of things, the the idea of hardcore horror because I don't really watch a lot of horror and you know like when I watch stuff I like I know that it was good if it sticks with me basically 
if I have a hard right. time forgetting it. And well, that's basic. That's basically my whole list. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. But fucking, I'm telling you, bro, this movie is so fucked up. The only other movie that I can think of that ever did fucking physical violence and rape in the same way that was that was like. <laughs> it was fucking a movie called Irreversible. It was a French movie. You ever heard of that? No. I thought you were going to say, uh, I spit on your grave. No, I'm familiar with that one, but no. Um, so there is one scene where the, the lady gets raped in a, in a red alleyway, which that was pretty fucked up. It, it was, I mean, it was really fucked up, but that's, it, it was graphic in the sense that it was very, very real. Like, the, the fucking when the dude's done he lays out and his dick is hanging out you know what I'm saying like yeah. for all I know it's a French movie and earlier in the movie you actually see a dude getting his dick sucked in a room when she goes to get her coat and so they very well may have had like an agreement where like alright listen I'm gonna actually fuck you right now okay and you know what I mean some actresses will be like you know what that's gonna be the more real fucking uh, performance, so go ahead. Damn, I need to find them actresses, act like I'm a fucking star, you know? Well, yeah, but I, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but so, no, in the beginning of that movie, there's this dude that gets his face smashed in with a fucking fire extinguisher. In Oh, my God. Just fucking blam, blam. Oh, my God. It was fucking Okay, wild. so so my number five is, um, this is pretty much like a kiddie movie, but... <laughs> It's a good when, start. When I saw it, when I saw it, uh, I saw it when it came out, so like 2004, so I would have been 11 or 12, and it's a movie that I watched constantly for like four or five years until I was 14, 15 years old. I loved this movie. Um, I watched it a couple years back, and I still really enjoyed it. It's a movie called Dead Silence. Oh, okay, so you want to know what? I remember Dead Silence having the ill fucking twist at the end. And yeah. I remember watching it had the it had great music and it was great cinematography great cinematography. Oh no, a thousand really... percent. And by the way, I will also say no just very quickly. It does because I didn't realize that we had disparate ages like that where if in 2004 I was fucking cuz you said wait, how old did you say you were in 2004? Well, 2003, let's see, I moved. So I would have been 12 in 2004 when this came out. Okay, so yeah, no, in 2004, I was like, I'm pretty sure 18, 19, because that was right around when I graduated high school. And fucking, so there is like a a bit of a gap, I think, as far as like the uh, other time frame, where just, because Dead Silence, I remember when that came out, that movie, if I recall correctly, was done by the same people that did Saw. Yep, that's right. And there was like it was like a big deal that they were doing that movie, and so I remember it being good, but I haven't seen it in so long that I don't really remember it. I don't think it was very successful. I you're I'd probably have to, right. I'd have to it was probably that. probably had a hell of a budget too. Uh, but it was. I mean, the the way this movie looks to this day, like. And, and the color scheme of it, how everything is real gray in certain areas, right. And, I mean, just the the uh, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, o- only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. Because she'll rip your fucking tongue out. Right, It's right, just right. something that always... And, and there, I remember there was this scene 
where uh, it's a little boy and it's like back in the 30s or whatever the fuck. And back then, you know, they, the mortician was, uh, he did his shit in his own house in the basement. You know what I mean? So this kid, his dad was a mortician or whatever. And he goes down, you know, he says, never go down to the basement. So, of course, he goes down there. Yeah. And there's a coffin with this, this Mary Shaw chick. And she's like the main villain of the movie, right? Right, right. Um, and she's laying there dead, fucking looking horrifying as fuck. Old women are fucking horrible. It's always little girls or old women that are horrifying in these movies. <laughs> no, you want to know what? I don't disagree. I feel like um, that'll come up in one of my movies, too. But... Uh, and, well, basically, this motherfucker gets up on stands up on the shit so he can look into the casket and the shit falls and and the, it falls on top of him and the body falls on on this little kid and not only that but like like you said the twist at the end anyone who hasn't seen it it's a fucking un, unbelievable twist yeah so no it was trippy. it was super heady that was that was definitely a good one so, so I, that's my number five. Yeah, no, I'll silence. give it to you. I think that is a solid number five. I give you credit on that one. So my next one, uh, my number four is, and I will also say it is my favorite, but there are other entries in the series that I enjoy. It's just this one, I feel like, aside from the first one and another one I'll mention in a second, I really do think that this was the definitive entry, and that's Freddy 3, the Dream Warriors, which fucking... Dream Warriors! Don't wanna dream no more! Dawkins fucking rules, bro. Was that... Oh, was, oh, so I actually didn't know that that's... That's that's Dawkins, man. That's fantastic. But, no, so there were so many, like... It was the first time... Because the first movie with Johnny Depp and Heather Langenkamp, they were like... You know, it was this whole fucking crazy concept. And it was like, Freddy barely talked. And yeah. it was really visceral and crazy. And then the second one, he did start to talk a little bit more. But the second one was kind of shit. And then the third one, he really starts doing crazy cartoony shit. And they let him kind of fucking do his thing. Like, when he grabs her up in the fucking TV... It's your big break. It's like you're, it's like it's what you always wanted. Your big break in whatever he said. Welcome to prime time, bitch. And then shoves her head into the fucking. <laughs> that was that was like an iconic line for so long, and it was also I mean it was a good kill. And then they just show up, and her fucking her head is smashed into a fucking television set, which is kind of like who the fuck would see that and be like, oh yeah, they did that to themselves. What did they fucking run and just rocket? jump into the TV? How's that fucking work? Who's the Who's the guy who plays Freddy the uh, he's I Robert England. Robert England. So check this out. Going back to Dawkins real quick. Yeah. I want to tell you this story. So uh they actually did a music video for that with Freddy and okay. all that on on the set. And um dude, Dawkins are so metal that they sniffed cocaine off Freddy Krueger's claws. He, fucking Robert England was fucking serving it up with the with the Freddy Claws, bro. Oh, I believe <laughs> That's it. Fucking, I so believe metal, that dude. with every piece of my heart. I love it. <laughs> but that you was know, also. I remember the one where there was the girl that was the drug addict, and then he he fucking stuck the needles into all the fucking. They were like crying. The veins were crying, like oh. like babies. Oh my fucking god! Like oh. 
And it was also an appearance of Larry Fishburne because he wasn't fucking cloudy enough to be Lawrence yet, which is crazy considering who he is now. Like, the idea that he had to be billed as Larry Fishburne is kind of crazy. But, like, he was he was a very solid part of that movie. But, I mean, it's also just because we loved him looking back. I don't think anybody noticed when the movie I got, came I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you, bro. I've only ever seen the first one. Fair enough. No, listen, dude. I know that that's how it goes for some people. Like, I never really... Like, I, I think I may have seen the original Leatherface once all the way through, but I also might not have. And I've seen either Leatherface or the Texas Chainsaw one or two, the originals. But then the... Yeah. Uh, not one or two. It was two or three. My bad. But then I have seen the remakes because I think they've done two of them now. And I actually have watched those. And there's one that would, there's a real good fucking pistol suicide that's like super wild. But, I, you know, like I get it where, you know, A New Nightmare was kind of fucking cringe as a movie. It was okay, but it was also kind of ridiculous. And fucking Freddy's Dead was super fucking ridiculous. So like... Was it was it in the nineties? Was it Freddy or was it Jason who went to space? Jason, Jason X. That's Jason, right? With what? Well, Jason Rimes is in X. That, right? I, you want to know what? I don't hate that movie, but I like. It's cool for what it is because it's just part of the Jason lore. It's part of the story, and it's Kane Hodder, who, I, as we all know, I super fucks with Kane Hodder. Per, I, I mean, it's not like we know each other, but he's I super fuck with the guy. Um, he was also the the fight choreographer for the Devil's Rejects. He's been the fight choreographer for a bunch of movies. Oh, word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. But, um, yeah, so that was my number four just because a lot of memorable kills. Welcome to prime time, bitch. That's like one of the best fucking Freddy quotables of all time. And yeah. Larry Fishburne. Again, how do you fucking... I love it. Well, my number four, um, which, by the way, I just... Honorable mention real quick. The first Jeepers Creepers. That was. Oh, yeah. No, you want to know what? I never saw a fucking other one of them, but that first one was good. The second one was trash. That's what I've heard. The third one was trash. And then I'm like, I'm just not watching any more of these. Not to mention the guy that made him is a fucking pedophile, so that doesn't help. Oh, really? Damn, I didn't know that. Oh, no shit. All right, yeah. That, I don't know the exact story, but something. Okay, so my number four is very controversial amongst Halloween fans. It's the Rob Zombie remake from 2007. Oh, the first one? Yeah, the first one he did. The second one was fucking trash. I'm but just going to point one, look, this out real quick. Two quick things. Ahead. Number one, a positive and a negative. So okay. negative actually first. The negative was there was a guy who I knew many years ago, and it's actually very unfortunate because I knew him through somebody whose name I don't even want to say that because I don't want to fucking give him fucking credence, but the guy that I knew through him, his name was Snake Eyes. He actually worked with uh, fucking MOP First Family for a while. He was always great super. Nicol- he was great, ni- great, great Nicolas Cage movie, by the way. No, fair enough. <laughs> but so hey he was a really cool guy, really good rapper too. And he actually was one of the first people that I met that only wrote in his head. So I always thought that was really cool, considering I ended up doing that one day. But fucking one of the things he said about Michael Myers because to me I am a fan of Halloween 
but it was never really like a favorite necessarily. And here's the thing. Jason was a deformed kid whose mother was killed and he was thrown in the lake, whatever. Freddy was like a child rapist that was killed by the people, da-da-da-da-da. Like, like, those were the two examples he gave in that case. But, you know, with so many others, you know, there's all this motive and whatever. Michael Myers just heard a voice in his head that said, go kill your family, and then he did. And that is infinitely scarier to me than, like, giving him this weird backstory of being abused and, like, like you know traumatized basically and then you know turned into this awful monster of a child whereas i always kind of liked and not for nothing i think that because you obviously i haven't seen the 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 most most recent one where it's halloween ends but i'm sure you saw the the halloween where it was like the reboot where it like not even the reboot but where it like picked up no because i'm not a halloween fan fair enough I just, but so you're not a Halloween fan, but you liked that one. I liked the first one, and I liked the first Rob Zombie one. Um, well, and no, by the way, I think that you, a lot of people, I think, forget that Halloween was this long, crazy series where like Busta Rhymes ran the fade with Michael Myers in one movie because it was like a fucking like uh, why well, can't Michael I say Myers it. in the hood? No, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was like a reality show. And it was something like that. But, no, it was... Thorn became this thing, and he was the shape of evil, you know what I mean? Like, that whole thing. And it was just... The Jamie Lee Curtis thing, this is kind of the point. You may or may not know this, but the original Halloween, Halloween and Halloween 2, was actually one movie. It was shot as one movie, and the reason why it ends up having the effect that it does is because when they do it like that he dies at the end but then in Halloween 2 wait a minute oh he got back up and then he just keeps doing shit whereas if you do it just as one full movie the way that it was actually originally intended fucking he just got shot and got up which is far less impressive than the movie ends he dies and then it's like oh wait no he's not dead so That was one of the reasons why he was able to have so much staying power as a killer, but the fucking, the the reboot that John Carpenter did, I'm pretty sure, was fucking a direct sequel to number two, and that right there means that it was just this one dude who had been in a fucking mental asylum the whole time, somebody comes and gives him the mask, and then he's just... The point, the point I guess I'm trying to make is that what I love about the idea of Halloween as a story is that it's just some fucking evil, murderous guy. That he doesn't have any yeah. fucking motivation other than... See? Okay, let, let me... No, go ahead. This is, go this, ahead. This is what I get every time I say this. Uh, that Exactly what you said. Really? That's the okay. hardcore. That's the heart. That's the hardcore Halloween fanatics. Uh, See, I'm not to... even a fanatic. That's just the way that I feel about the. No, I, I also know, happen to think that three is one of the better ones they ever made. I think that whole thing where the 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 reason they hate it is the reason I love it. I love that fucking Michael Myers actually has a backstory and he's humanized, and we can see the reason why he's a psychopath killer. 
You know what I mean? I'm not saying there aren't people who don't just hear voices and do crazy shit. It's, well, but no, to but me, see, that to me is the far more fantastical and crazy thing because it makes way more sense that somebody that would get all fucked around would do something like that. It's way scarier that it would just happen for no reason. I mean, that's my opinion. It, it's re- it, It's yeah, no, I agree with that, uh, but also it it takes you back into reality. No, but so because and remember, by the way, af- after all these fucking Halloweens, they had eighty thousand fucking Halloweens. It was bro, it was done. No, well, but by the way, it was fucking. I agree it with a new that. Twist. I agree with that, and to that end, I will say that. I, the the last one I remembered liking, and it's funny because it was so far in, was I think Halloween Six, where they actually introduced Thorn, and fucking um, there was the baby and whatever. But I just remember the kills being really fucking wild, and then it just be, like it, it was, and you know there you know the the cult vibe too. There was that whole thing, so it, the, that was cool, but. The, the one thing I remember, and it literally, this shot, and this is why Rob Zombie is able to do what he does, because sometimes he is able to get shots and do shit that are just so fucking good. Like, the very, 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 very last scene of the Halloween remake, where, like, I'm pretty sure she pulls the trigger and shoots him or whatever it was, or he gets, he's about to get up and she pulls the trigger and she screams. And then it just like immediately transitions to her, like as a baby, like crying or whatever. That was such a fucking good shot that like, it almost makes me feel like the rest of the movie was like passable just for that. Like it was so well executed. Well, well, Rob Zombie really because remember he was like uh, at the time he's like I'm not doing another one I'm leaving my mark with this one and then two years later he does the second the another, yeah. another Halloween to follow well. that up. and then and then uh, Sherry Moon was a ghost and I, and Mike Myers was seeing a go- Michael Myers was seeing the ghost of his mother and the oh horse yeah because the- she because so you can't bad. fucking make a movie without Sherry Moon yeah I- but 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 the the story it's over, his like, right Sherry, to do I, I, it but fuck man. I'm not, like, uh, to me, Sherry Moon is a scream queen. You know what I mean? It, I, no, I don't look, I, well, oh, first of all, absolutely. Shit. There's no way to say I that love she's her. not at this point. But I just, my problem is that. But I, he could have gone without using her in the she second She did, one. no, she's listen, dead. you want to know what? She did three movies to me that are just like, I don't even kind of care at this point what you do. Whether I like it or I don't, you did these three things and that fucking rocks in my book, so you're A-OK with me, is House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects because she played those parts perfectly. I haven't seen Three from Hell and the way that I've heard about it, I don't think I'm going to. But fucking, she, as far as I'm concerned, played baby fucking perfectly in both movies. And she did El Superbisto and she yeah. was Susie X. And she did that fucking... She should do more voice acting work. I'm surprised she doesn't. She was a perfect voice actress. Like, yeah. I do not understand why she does not do more of that. She's she, she no, ride or die with Rob. If Rob ain't doing it, she ain't doing it. I guess so, man. I, like... I just... Maybe Rob should do more fucking animated shit. El Super Bisto is one of the greatest fucking animated movies uh, of all time. Yeah. You know, I, I always forget about that. But anytime someone brings it up, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, that was so good. 
Oh no, that is a hardcore favorite for me. So, did you do your number four yet? Yeah, we just did. That was the Halloween. It was the Halloween. Okay, so that was number four. Just to wrap it up, the the exact reason the hardcores hate it is why I love it. It gave new life to the shit. That's fair. It was very it was very successful to me. Um, there was a lot of familiar during his childhood. There was a lot of familiar things to me. You know, no, I no, bro, I, I can dig it, and that's also like maybe that's part of the. uh that was part of the appeal, I guess. I for me, I because I never really got into Halloween in the first place like that. I always dug the imagery and whatnot, but I just it was never big for me. I like number six. I think I had seen some of the other ones. It wasn't that big of a thing for me. But and so dude, it, it, Rob Zombies is just brutal, bro. I mean, some of the kills in that fucking movie are no, insanely. You're brutal, not wrong, man. man. And, and there's there's so many. There's got to be more tits in Rob Zombie's Hel- Halloween than all the Halloweens combined. There's I, more well, tits. yeah, probably, but that's also because it was fucking Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode. There wasn't going to be fucking... <laughs> she wasn't taking her titties out. But Those things are heavy, man. Like, so, when, it's funny when you talk about kills just because I know that the movie that's on my... That, that's my number three. And I got to be honest with you, I don't even think that I can say specifically... It is this one. I think that it really is just the grander franchise. And that's right. Friday the 13th. And okay. the one that I was going to list was number seven. The I think it was called New Blood. And it was the one where the girl had telekinetic powers. And I just remember yeah, having watched it a I bunch. I remember that. I remember that. But I also, I like I said, I can't actually remember any kills. I can remember some kills from Six where she like... You slammed the bitch's face through the RV fucking mirror and they came out fucking metal on the other side. And fucking, I think with the, uh, there was a spike like that he used. I can't remember exactly. Um, oh, maybe it was a harpoon. But, um, cause that was the one where the dude fucking dragged him underwater with him. So there was that. But my deal was this. Like, I also remember, um, Jason Goes to Hell was fucking wild. It was actually confirmed that Jason is a deadite of the Evil Dead universe. That the fucking... Yeah, well, you know, when, when they made Freddy versus Jason, they came to Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and said, we want to make it Freddy versus Ash versus Jason. And, but 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 the, you know, Ash from Evil Dead. Right. But, but the, th- the thing about it is then they would... Uh, they didn't do it because they would own Evil Dead and they would own Ash. And Sam Raimi's like, nah, fuck off. I would love to see some shit like that. I just, like, the Jason universe was this fucking, like, he just, like, because like I said, you want to talk about kills. Like, I really do feel like the Jason movies were... Oh, they got some fantastic kills. Well, but that was like, they were one of the first movies to kind of create that notion where that was supposed to be like a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the the story itself, obviously, like, you know, with the we all know from the fucking original scream that Jason's mother was the one killing people in the first movie. But it was just kind of like just we like we need an excuse to keep bringing this fucking guy back so we can keep killing people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just 
over and over and over again. And I, I will also say, because, um, you know, we brought up Jason X before. I'm really not a huge fan of that one. Although I do love how they rehash the sleeping bag kill, which is a good one. Right. Just take the fucking sleeping bag. Bam! And that, you know, like they got the fucking uh, the liquid nitrogen slam, smash the face. Yeah. Um, the, you know, he becomes Mecha Jason and all that shit. But I still, Jason goes to hell when he's fucking like putting his fucking guts into people's mouths and just going from person to person. <laughs> and then just, oh man, that shit was wild, bro. That's another one that's like, you know, Freddie and like Mike Myers, Michael Myers. I keep saying Mike Myers. like, <laughs> uh, But it's one of those series that like in the 90s, toward the 90s, it was just dying, bro. Like they just kept rehashing shit over and over and over again. But to me, Friday the 13th of I haven't seen them all, but I've seen a good my fair share of them. They're all good of right. what I've seen, like. Even if they're not fantastic, like, they're still good, they're still watchable, and there's still some fucking awesome kills. Okay, well, uh, my number three is, I, I, this might as well be a Rob Zombie episode, because my, my number three is Devil's Rejects. Okay, well, I mean, and you again, already heard me singing its fucking praises. I love that fucking movie. The the part where he says I can smell your pussy on my gun is one <laughs> oh, of the yeah. greatest I, I, fucking I, I, lines. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I can smell your wife's pussy stink on my gun. I hope it doesn't <laughs> rust the barrel. <laughs> and, and you know, you know who actually made a great point about this, and I never thought of it. Uh, Ra the Rugged Man. You know, Ra is a big movie. Oh yeah. Guy. Oh yeah. He loves movies. Oh yeah. He was oh, yeah. asked about. He he was asked if he liked Rob Zombie's movies, and he said. I think he's a great director, but all of his characters are so are fucking white trash, fucking racist, evil, fucking. He's like, I can't get into their characters. And for me, I'm like, why do I love these characters so much? They really are total pieces of shit, <laughs> but they are so fucking cool, man. I don't know what it is. And and Cherry Moon is so fucking sexy. It's just, and I'm not even into like skinny white girls like that. But it's something about Cherry Moon. That always like even you know when that movie came out I was thirteen I was it was like perfect for me ah like, you know damn, I think just... that might have more to do with it I you know I again <laughs> I'm not even because believe me there have been times where I have kind of been like not mean spirited but kind of you know like cracking on Sherry Moon like I'm not exactly a fan of her acting again like I said Loco and La Cabeza I that, I fucking hated that shit so much. I remember being, yeah. I may have literally even said, oh, come the fuck on in the theater. Like, <laughs> well, look, I'm not, Sherry is not a fucking amazing actress. Well, no, but, but she, she again, does. but no, I said this earlier. She fucking played baby to a T. She played yeah. baby exactly how she needed to be played both times. And that's why to me, I don't want to have to watch three from hell necessarily because it already was crazy that they had to change Mama Firefly, that they got a different lady to do that. And she did do a pretty good job with it, I think. But just like different I, I, I would I would even fuck Mama Firefly. I well I fair enough, but that's not even the point. You you know, it's funny because that movie was so good that you didn't even notice that she fucking broke out of her handcuffs. 
Didn't even fucking understand. Did, like, didn't even realize because the fucking performance was that good. Rob was like, no, fuck it. I love, I, I love the cop in that movie. I forget his name. He's a great actor. The guy who played the cop. Uh, William Hurt? Is that who he is? I think that's his I name. You want to know what? It doesn't Have you ever seen but... Deuce Bigelow, Male Juggalo? A long time ago, yeah. He's the guy that plays the cop with the little dick. <laughs> okay, I'll have to go back and watch that. Uh, but, you know, the whole dynamic of that movie, and it's just like a fucking... It's almost like there's not even... There is obviously a storyline, but it's almost just like pure chaos. The hey, entire you know, fucking no, movie I don't is just disagree chaos with that. personified. It was meant to be like this accelerated fucking Leatherface family type vibe. Like, that's why they got, you know, they had the one dude from the Hills Have Eyes. And I mean, and that's what Rob Zombie's music always was. It's like this white oh, trash, sure. messed out, fucking oh, yeah. weird, drug-induced shit. Oh, and a thousand he... percent. No, dude, I can't agree more. It was Devil's Rejects. In fact, I'm really glad that it ended up in here just because that was a really heady movie for me. Obviously, I was part of a group called Devil's Rejects for a time. And, like, just one of the things about that movie, because I remember I was so into that movie, slash maybe I just happened to have access to it for a while, that I had the uh, the documentary, 30 Days in Hell. And Yeah, I got that. I remember one of the things that he says, because in that motel scene where he's basically... I, I, you know, it comes like it's pretty obvious. Like he's making her suck his dick with a fucking gun out, and yeah. he's like, I remember him saying to Rob Zombie, uh, "You know, this is bumming me out." And then he said, "Art is not safe," and that fucking oh, wow. resonated with me because I feel like if you're not pushing boundaries and you're not being unsafe with some of what you're doing with music, then you're not fucking you're not going to make anything memorable. So, I really fucked with that. And the movie was done so guerrilla style, a ton of fucking production value. Like, he talks about finding the fucking farmhouse with the mummified chickens and shit. Like, Well, and remember, people had kind of written him off after House of a Thousand Cups. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's probably that why he had to now, shoot it all guerrilla style and shit. That movie now is seen as a cult classic, oh, but yeah. when it came out, People fucking hate it. People oh, are yeah. shitting all over that. Be- oh, yeah, because it was way too graphic for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was way too fucking hardcore. Or at least for people like that. But again, like I said, that's also why then there are movies like August Underground and Human Centipede and Serbian film and shit. Like, people that just want to take it to the fucking utmost extreme. Where it's like, I'm not even hating on that necessarily, because again, that, you know, some people just, you know, they want to watch shit like that, but. Well, Bruce Campbell calls that uh, uh, gore porn. Yeah, yeah. Gore porn, torture porn. That is. Like uh, Saw. Saw. The, the whole point of Saw, those six oh, Saw yeah, movies, yeah, is just torture fucking, porn. Yeah, oh, torture yeah, porn. Yeah, torture sure. porn. So, fucking. So, so yeah, that's my number three, Devil's Rejects. Uh, we've talked a, a lot about Rob Zombie on this episode. No, I fuck with that. <laughs> All right, and so my number two is definitely, it's an unconventional pick, I think, for a lot of people my age in the fucking grand scheme of things, but it, number one was just shot in such a way 
where it was really cinematic and dramatic, but also because it played on this weird fucking paranoia that I've had because I have OCD, is uh, Hereditary. Uh, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. No, listen, fair enough. It's a movie that I feel like not a lot of people have seen because it was really weird and unconventional. And I like put it to you like this. I feel like that movie was so fucking well done that the fact that that girl's face was so heavily associated with the movie and promoting it, like she was in all the trailers, the kid. The kid was in all the trailers. The kid was in all the posters. Her face is on the poster behind her mother. Like, and then the movie happens the way that it does where it's, holy shit. Like, basically, the way that it it breaks down, and we're going to have to spoil it a little bit for the fact that we're on the show, is it's like this fucking, this lady and and, her husband, and they have these two kids, and... Apparently, the, the, their mother just died. And she apparently used to take care of everything with the uh, the daughter's daughter. So her granddaughter. She would always be taking care of her, wouldn't let anybody else do it. And then she dies. And then it's like this crazy... Things start to get really fucking weird. And then the kid is allergic to nuts, I think. And so they go to a party and then the kid eats some shit and gets some shit, you know, is having an allergic reaction. And so then she's driving, the the kid's driving, and then she sticks her head out the window because she can't breathe and then a fucking telephone pole takes her head off. But... Here's the, here's the crazy part about that. There was a sign, there was a symbol carved into the fucking telephone pole that you see, I think, either earlier or after. I haven't seen the movie in a while. But there's a scene where, like, like so that happens. He just goes back, looks out, sees the, his sister's decapitated in the fucking backseat, and just goes upstairs and goes to sleep. And then the fucking parents come out and come downstairs, come outside and find that in the car. And it's just, I've definitely heard about this movie. I need to. And watch then it. there's a fucking scene where there's fucking ants crawling all over this fucking kid's head and face because the kid, the the feed just fucking left the fucking head out there. Wow. And just, but then it's, and then oh my lord, and then it all eventually turns into this thing of like Rosemary's Baby of this like satanic cult of like. Oh, it's so fucking crazy. And it's so artfully done where the ending is one of those kinds of endings where just you could debate it forever and just be like, unless the fucking creator said this is what happened, you could never agree on what's actually happening. Like, Oh, wow. Okay. And then the fucking... The performances of certain part of like... like the, the screaming and the wailing and the crying and the fucking terror feels like real and there's just this one scene where the fucking kid comes around the corner and there's a dude naked staring at him grinning ear to ear and then he just fucking runs away and then his possessed mother fucking chases him it, like that shit was crazy and honestly I haven't even you know what yeah, Max you know what I call this what Tuesday Tuesday <laughs> oh well this is my life every day brother 
Well, shit, that sounds that sounds unpleasant. Fuck. In any case, okay, that's cool. So that's hereditary. Hereditary. It was I've definitely. And, well, heard and that. you want to know what the whole thing, the whole idea basically is that it's a metaphor. The guy that made that one, it, the guy that made that one is the guy that made, um, fucking Midsummer, and then I can't remember. I think maybe The Northman was the movie he made after that, but, um, he was like. The, the, it's a me, it's a metaphor. Like your family is fucked up, and your family will fuck you up because they're fucked up and they fucked you up. It's like, right. the, you know. It, and again, modern horror is more in that direction. You know, like it's more fucking, yeah. you know, it's that thing. So, yeah, fucking okay. That's well, why I because again I put it up so high because. It really is one of those movies that really, again, I've seen it maybe once, maybe twice, maybe. And I still remember certain parts of it so fucking vividly. Like, it's so, like, and the, the climax of the movie is pretty fucking wild, I'm not gonna lie. Like, the whole no thing is super crazy and it just, it's nuts. But, again, I, for me, Horror needs to... It can't just be like a splatter fest anymore. I'm not as interested in that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be cerebral. It's got to... You know what I mean? But... So, go. What are you... What's your number two? Well, my number two is a fucking legendary movie. It's not... I mean, on a... This is a technicality, but the original is not a... Not like a classic movie, but it's a made-for-TV movie. And uh, it is it. Oh, you motherfucker. That's my number one. Oh, shit, bro. It is so fucking good, dude. Like, uh, well, no, saw, but so when listen. When I saw it. No, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> when I saw it, bro, like, it's one of the few movies where I couldn't sleep after I watched it. Oh, dude. Like, now, nah, listen. It was one of those movies that forever stuck in my head. Oh, dude. And and especially the opening with Billy and just... It's so fucking beyond classic. I, I did like the remake, but I hated part two of the no, remake. No, oh, my... Oh, no, no, no. I have a platform, and I'm on a podcast, and I'm going to go on the fucking record and be able to have said this for fucking in perpetuity in forever, is that chapter one of it, like, this is what I was going to say, because, again, it is my number one. I had read the book when I was a kid after I had seen the movie because the made-for-TV movie was, it really did catch most of what the book had to offer. Like, there were okay. a good amount of things that were lost, but it was like a fucking thousand-page book. That's understandable. Like, it was so... The first time that I seen it, exactly, I could not sleep. As far as I'm concerned, it might be part of the reason I'm a juggler. Like, no bullshit. Because I saw it. I saw it before I found ICP. So there was a little right. bit of overlap there. But here's the other part. I... It's actually kind of funny... I love It Chapter 1 as much as I wow. hate Chapter 2. Chapter oh, okay. 2... I thought you were going to say as much as you love the, the, the OG. No, well, but so here's the thing. I In many ways I do, but here's the problem. The OG actually got the all the way through the through the story. It, you, it, Stan killing himself was a bad experience 
Like, you gotta let me get there. Bro, this right. is this opinion is so heavy on my fucking heart of it. Chapter one was so goddamn good. It was perfect for what it needed to be. Bill Skarsgård performed so perfectly in that yeah. role of just, it was really fucked up, but also cerebral and like, he was actually fucking with you and, oh man, it was so dope. And then, like, they pulled the fucking, the, why can't I think, the cattle gun. And he's like, oh, it's not loaded. But then he fucking did it and it worked. And then, like, nothing ever comes of it ever again. Like, nothing ever fucking happens. And it's just like, because chapter two was the biggest pile of shit. The, they start off saying everybody hates happy endings. They literally start the fucking movie talking about how everybody hates happy endings. And then they used Stan's fucking suicide as the happy ending. Are you fucking kidding me? Not to mention... And no, by the way, I know just one real quick, one last thing. What really upset me the most about Chapter 2, and this is probably why I have such a visceral hatred for it, is in the books, and they didn't do this in the original, in the OG, there is the scene of the uh, the kissing bridge. I don't know if you ever read the books, but... No, I haven't. Have you seen Chapter 2? Yes, I have. So the part in the beginning where they're at the fair, and it's two gay guys... They run yeah, up and yeah, gay yeah. bash him and then throw him over the cl- throw him over the bridge. The the way that it was described in the book, they when they said they were gonna do that part of it, I was worried. And then that part was perfect. The way that they did that beginning part of it was literally it was almost like how I saw it in my head when I read the book. But oh, then wow. they took the rest of it and like Stephen King selling him the fucking bike. That was like, come on, man. It sucks because Stephen King is dope. He's made so much good shit that it's like, fucking do your thing, bro. I don't even care. He wants to be goofy on social media. Let him be goofy on social media. But he he is definitely a fucking goon. And like, I just, I don't know. Because the other thing about it is like the movie, the Dark Tower movie that they did sucked shit. But the Dark Tower books... That's one of the greatest stories ever told. All this multiverse shit is all like Stephen King definitely kind of like did it first, like a connected universe. Because oh it, yeah, no, I'm not taking anything away from Stephen King. He's just kind of a douchebag. No, fair enough. I I'll give it to you on that one. He's a legend though. He's a fucking legendary. Nah, you ain't wrong about that shit, bro. Well, hey, listen, we got my number one out of the way with your number two. So well, I just I just want to say real quick. Nothing's fucking with the OG. I did really love the first one, man. And I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in a part two. Dude, exactly. Dude, the fact that... It was so bad. And the fact that they did, like, the ritual of Chewed, but they didn't fucking do it. Like, it was just... And here's the other part that pissed me off. That, because I, again, I don't know if you ever read the books, but the fact that Mike Hanlon was always the one that, like, because the OG did it perfectly. He stuck around. He was the fucking, the historian. He worked at the library. He was, like, he was the one that fucking made sure that nobody forgot. 
Like, he fucking took the fucking hit for that. And then in the fucking remake, they make him a fucking lunatic? That was bullshit. That totally demunitizes the character. And not to mention, they made Ben the historian instead of Mike. Like in the OG, when they're looking at the books and shit, Mike was the one that had that shit. That, yeah, that shit know, never bro. fucking sat there, right with me. There's so much fucking flaws. Like, we could do a whole episode on pointing out the bullshit. Yeah, no, you are movie, probably dude. right about that. Um, but, but I will say, at first, when I watched the first one, not the OG, but, you know, the first one, uh, I thought Pennywise was a little too, um, I, I felt like watching it the first time, I felt like the OG Pennywise was a lot scarier to me. Oh, yeah! And I don't, well, I mean, listen, first of all, Bill Skarsgård is great, but Tim motherfucking Curry, like. Come on, bro. Tim like, Curry holler at your boy. Oh, that. my goodness. That's legendary. No, the, the fucking... Yeah. Oh, the, the if, great... If we look... If, if we look... We're looking back 40 years from now, people will not be talking about those remakes, okay. I don't think. Okay, no. I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Because that's how good the first one was. The second one was terrible, but I really do think the first one was so good that people don't even think about the second one. Because the second one, you don't even need it for the that fucking could, story. That to be could be true. I was, I, I was thinking reverse, but that could be true because that can. I mean, there's definitely movies with part twos that people don't. Home, who watches Home Alone two? Fucking nobody. Uh, that, you know okay, I mean? you're like, out of your fucking. You're example. insane. You're out of your fucking don't mind you if you think that nobody dare, watches Lost in you New York. You're a crazy person. Fucking dare tell me you like Home Alone too, motherfucker. I, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> uh, that's fair. You're with my son on that one. Hey, you um, want to know what? That's fine. He's gonna, That's a man after my own heart. He's got good taste. <laughs> his is the. Fa that's his favorite one, though. Bet. First one was good. Oh I kind of. I bro. maybe. You know what? I maybe do prefer the second one. I'm not sure. I'd have to really think about it. But no, so let's so I want to hear your number one. I want to see because we obviously we shared a sensibility there, but I, I want to see what your like the, the peak was for you. Okay, so <laughs> realistically, it should have been my number one. But honestly, I just my real my number one is so connected to me, and I've watched it since I was like seven, and right. my dad introduced me to it, and I love it so much. It's Evil Dead Two. Okay, that is a great uh, movie. I know technically this is when Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell's talked about it because the first one, that's the one where the tree rapes the bitch and the acting is so bad. Uh, no, listen, bro. No, let me tell you something. Like it's so bad, but but it's so goddamn good. But the second one, they basically made it a comedy. Yeah. Because oh, they're no, like, like w w when they finally got the first one in the theaters, they were doing the testing and people were laughing at it and they were like, this isn't a comedy, but the, the acting was so well, bad. Well, yeah, but you want to know what? Sam Raimi is crazy enough to just be like, fuck it, let's do it ridiculous then. And yes, then... that's what I'm saying. That's what made part two and Army of Darkness oh, so yeah. fucking good. Oh, absolutely. Is that they, they're, they're like, let's just lean into the comedy and then Bruce Campbell became the fucking king. You know oh, what no, I mean? Oh, no, bro, like, I'll tell you right now. Point. One of my favorite fucking scenes of all time was when the fucking deer head cocks its head and then just starts fucking <laughs> dying laughing. When everything starts fucking laughing. Oh, my lord. Oh, yeah, shit. and the fucking the, the lamp is going crazy. Oh, my lord. <laughs> This is all this ridiculous no, shit. No, dude. And Army of Darkness was definitely... And again, it just shows the kind of crazy creative nonsense that... Not even nonsense, but just creative shit that Sam Raimi had going on for the fact that 
creating Army of Darkness out of that. But now this is my thing about it. I didn't realize that it was looked at that way as so much as like people were laughing at it. Because yeah, the acting wasn't great for sure. But I remember Evil Dead being real fucking violent for the original. Like, oh yeah, for and the that's time, also why, like, bro, shit, man, bro, did you see the remake? Stephen King, Stephen King called it the most. Uh, what what was this quote? Uh, this is basically how they got it into theaters all over the country. Stephen King saw it and said it's the fucking the greatest horror movie of 1983. That's fantastic. But no, like, dude, <laughs> I'm saying though, did you happen to see the remake of Evil Dead? I loved it. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. I can't wait for the next one. It's oh, coming dude, out soon. The new one looks fucking insane. Mommy's with the maggots now. Uh, I cannot bro, wait to see this. Shit. I just saw no, another fucking trailer just came out doing like eeny meeny miny fucking No, dude. I definitely from what I've seen it looks amazing. From all of the things I've heard about it, it's it sounds amazing. And we should this definitely really... do We will watch that movie opening night and then we will do a fucking we, oh, we fuck yeah, a, we will, dude. Hell we'll yeah. And it's produced by fucking Bruce Campbell, and so it's not like it's fucking... Well, no, bro. Let me tell you something. I have been to a lot of different conventions in my life. I have seen a lot of different so-called celebrities. A lot of the voice actors are really cool. They'll come out there. I met, the da- I met Dana Schneider. Super nice guy. I met fucking uh, Phil Lamar, another really cool guy. Um, I met uh, Dante Hicks or Brian O'Halloran and fucking he was I he was a really nice guy but he was also like I don't know he was just a little odd but I've seen a lot of these guys I remember seeing Chevy Chase through a fucking curtain once and he looked like death but oh, fuck him I saw Bruce Campbell at Rock and Shock one year and I saw through the curtain and he just, he had his glasses and his hair and he had a fucking his, his cravat. tie. And he was just, no, he had a cravat. He was like the most fucking suave motherfucker you ever seen oh, in your yeah, life. Like, oh, killing it to the, to the fucking nines with it, bro. I like, it almost made me feel bad that I didn't get a fucking, that I, because de- I don't like paying for autographs and shit. Like, if I really like your work, I'll do it. But Bruce Campbell, like, come on, man. You really don't haven't made enough money? Really? Yeah, but I Bruce Campbell, I, lo- I love watching, you know, when he does those expos, he does them all the time, and uh, he'll do a Q&A, man, and, and you know, you gotta be very careful around these super nerds of, of horror, whether no matter what genre it is, when they're super nerds and they're all dressed up, you know, they're, you gotta be careful, and this is what Bruce Campbell says about it, he's like, you gotta be careful, you can't be like, ah, yeah, you fat fuck in the first row, <laughs> but... He is one of those people, like, he'll just, ro- he'll roast his audience, and everyone loves him for it. Well, like, yeah, that's but that's also, no, let me tell you something. He has earned that over the years, for sure. You know what he I mean? He should be like, a stand-up, man. He's so fucking good on stage. Oh, for talking, sure. Just going. No, he's a good, he's just a performer. He's a good performer. He's entertaining. I, bro, this I is remember really, there was, This is really been... what made me uh, fall in love with Bruce Campbell, obviously, was the Evil Dead. But then, uh... There was a show called Burn Notice on USA Network. I remember. I never watched it, show. but I knew about it. 
It's my all-time fucking favorite action show, man. It's Word. Bruce Campbell, Jeffrey Donovan. It's some CIA. I didn't guy. know that. It's, That's interesting. I actually did not know that Bruce Campbell was a central. Well, character Bruce, in that show. Bruce is the comedic relief in the show. Oh, interesting. And, okay. Uh, he's I speaking of comedic relief, I, I always thought that it was like he really did kind of like play the uh, like uh, slapstick in uh, the new uh, Doctor Strange movie. Well, you know his number one influence, and he talks about this in his book "If Chins Could Kill." His number one, his number one influence is Bob Hope. Okay, I can see that. Jesus Christ! Oh my Lord, I can see that. Holy shit! Yeah, dude. Holy shit! Oh my Lord, that makes so much sense. It's that makes so much sense. It's crazy. Being the cowardly guy who's trying to be not the cowardly guy, like it's exactly Bob Hope, and he's right. fucking amazing. Have you seen Bubba Hotep? Oh, I was I was about to bring it up a minute ago. That movie is fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love that movie. Such a yeah. weird concept. That, that that's a movie only Bruce Campbell could make. Like, <laughs> let's be real here. Yeah. Well, he also did this great movie that he produced, and he actually shot on his ranch in Oregon called My Name Is Bruce. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that. I'm not even familiar. It's with basic. It's basically he plays himself before Nick Cage did it. He plays himself. Oh, interesting. A bu- okay. A, bu- a bunch of fans come to him because one of these uh, uh, there's a monster roaming around, and they need someone's help. So they say, well, Bruce Campbell, he's he's fucking in all those movies, you know? So they go to him, and it turns out that Bruce Campbell in real life is fucking totally useless. <laughs> and he's just an alcoholic. And it's one of the greatest movies. It's it's more of a, definitely more of a comedy. Uh, it's a movie sounds that, like you it. know, my son loves. And uh, he basically just fucking ruins everything in the movie. <laughs> he's totally useless. <laughs> now that's, you want to know what? I do appreciate those kinds of artists that can like fucking poke fun at themselves and not take themselves so seriously. I like, I understand wanting to fucking have artistic integrity and wanting to be recognized and taken seriously as an artist. But like some of these motherfuckers are so rigid. Like you have no fucking sense of humor and you have like, like that, like if you just let fucking people yes man you all day, then you're going to end up making some garbage ass shit. And then like, Sometimes you get lucky, like, the guy that fucking made Boondock Saints was apparently impossible to work with, but Boondock Saints ended up being such a fucking hit that, like, well, a cult hit, anyway, that, like, eventually they did make the second one, but that was one of these guys, that movie was so difficult to make that they made a documentary about making the movie because the guy was so (laughs) fucking difficult. Like, Troll 2, there's a documentary about how that movie was made because fucking that movie was so bad that, like... It has cult status as being good, which is weird because I remember a kid telling me like, oh, you need to watch this when I was young and we watched it and I don't remember it being scary. I just remember it being weird, but well, that's kind of what Bruce Campbell, I mean, Bruce Campbell wrote a whole book about being a B movie actor and, and you know, that's kind of what after evil dead in the nineties, Bruce made a lot of questionable movies, cave alien. (laughs) I mean, there's some real, I mean, some of his movies. Well, cause yeah, he was working the horror circuit. He was never like Sam Raimi helped legitimize him to a large part. You know what I mean? Like, well, they helped legitimize each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. No, yeah. I take it back. You're a thousand percent correct. But but I do love that Sam Raimi always throws Bruce in one of his movies. Yeah, like no, Spider-Man. absolutely. And if, if Sam Raimi's got his name on it, Bruce's gonna be in there fucking somewhere. 
in Spider-Man, Bruce has the most important role. He gives Spider-Man his goddamn name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he the amazing the human Spider-Man. Spider oh, yeah. He goes, the human spider, that sucks. <laughs> the human so, spider. All right, there it was, man. Uh, that was, was a good one. Five. No, I definitely think that was good. And, uh, yeah, we You're will. Right, uh, man. We, we, if we would have done a 10, man. The, yeah, was, oh, my Lord. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think going forward, we probably should stick to it like this. It's like it's still a top 10. but And five is easier to quantify because then it's more like just the five that have the most resonance to you. Whether or not yeah. they're the five best. You know what I mean? Right. It's easier to do. But so, all right. S&M, Underground, another one in the can. Yes, sir. Underground sound, black nobility up in the fucking building. Holler at your fucking time, y'all. Peace. Peace.